Hi, and welcome to the City of Roseville podcast, Connections. I'm Megan McPherson. This episode is part of the Engage Roseville effort. Engage Roseville is a community effort to prioritize city services and develop options to align service levels with revenue. Similar to most cities in California, Roseville is facing budget gaps in coming years due to flattening revenues and increasing costs. Roseville is being proactive about asking for community input to prioritize services. The focus is on these five general fund departments, public works, police, fire, parks, recreation, and libraries, and development services. And this episode focuses on public works. Roseville's Public Works Department is literally working in the trenches and on our roads, trails, and floodplains to keep our community moving. With me today is our Public Works Director, Ron Herndon. He's here to discuss the services Public Works provides in our community. We'll also talk about how these services are funded and which of those services are discretionary. Ron is a licensed civil engineer who has 30 years of experience in municipal engineering. He's been both a resident and an employee of the City of Roseville for the past 28 years. Ron, you've been involved in the development of Roseville during times of a lot of change. Can you describe some of the changes you've seen in your time with the city? Yes, thank you, Megan. I started uh, with Roseville in 1989, and I believe the population was around 37,000 back then. I have seen a lot of change uh, through those years, and the city has grown quite a bit. What does a public works department do in the city of Roseville? Well, we uh, do a number of things for the community. We construct capital improvement projects, such as roadway widenings, new bridges, flood control improvements, city building facilities, like the new parking garage that's under construction behind the Roseville Theater, the new fire station that's under construction, those types of things. We have our traffic operations function, so we're keeping traffic flowing as best as we can. We try and time the traffic signals so people get more green lights than red lights. Uh, We have a floodplain management group. They are responsible for minimizing flood risk in our community and making sure that we maintain a what we call the class one community through FEMA for maintaining our floodplains and reducing flood risk in Roseville. We have our public transit system. So anytime you see a bus traveling around, we manage those. We are operating the bus system, both the local routes and the commuter buses that go to and from Sacramento. We have our street maintenance group. Those folks are responsible for maintaining the street pavements and curb gutter and sidewalk, all of the traffic signs and pavement markings, uh, the drainage system. That's uh, their responsibility as well. They are responsible for graffiti abatement, for weed abatement, the fall leaf pickup program, and things such as that. Ron, what is Public Works' annual budget? Our annual budget for fiscal 18 is $18.3 million. Um, Now, when I say $18.3 million, that sounds like a a lot of money, and a lot of people might think that that's all general fund money. Actually, the lion's share of it, about 83% of our budget is non-general fund. Uh, So that means that those funds can only be used for specific purposes. I can give you a few examples. About $8 million of our budget is what we call TDA funds. That's Transportation Development Act funds. That comes from our quarter cent sales tax in Placer County. We can only use those funds for two things, public transit and street purposes. So we cannot take one dime of that money and use it for general funded responsibilities such as uh, police, fire, parks, and libraries. Another example is uh, when developers pull building permits at our building permit counter, they pay a number of different types of impact fees. One of those impact fees is the traffic mitigation fee. 
that is our primary funding source for making roadway improvements, say widening roads from two lanes to four lanes or to six lanes, or adding lanes at intersections to help keep traffic moving and reduce congestion. Those funds can only be used for capacity improvements to the roadway network. So that's another example. And a third quick example is, say, our gas tax fund. Uh, when all of us go to the gas station and put gas in our car, part of what we're paying is a state gas tax and a federal gas tax. And some of those funds come to cities, and we use those funds to maintain our street surfaces, like roadway resurfacing, a pothole filling, and sidewalk and curb and gutter repair and things of that nature. Those funds have strings attached to them, so we cannot use those funds for other purposes. So of that big $18 million budget that Public Works operates from, what percentage do we have discretion over? Okay, out of the $18.3 million Public Works budget, about $3.2 million is general fund discretionary dollars that the council can use for any purpose in Roseville that they so choose. And we're in the middle of this effort to get the community's input on prioritizing those services paid for by the general fund right now, which is why we're here talking to you. And so can you describe for us what kind of services are funded with those discretionary dollars? Uh, there are a number of services that we're providing the community using the general fund discretionary monies. Um, an example would be uh, floodplain management. Roseville is a class one community through FEMA, through the community rating system. And that is achieved by how strict we are in managing our floodplains to minimize flood risk in our community. Now, by being a class one community, which we're the only one in the entire country right now that has a class one, we were the first one to get a class one, and we're still the only agency that has a class one, and it goes from 10 to one with one being the best. Well, for every step from 10 down to one, people that pay flood insurance, their premiums, they get a 5% discount for every step from 10 down to one. Well, we're all the way down to one, which is the best. So people that pay for flood insurance, they're enjoying a 45%, almost half off on their flood insurance premiums. Now, this is a voluntary program. Roseville is not obligated in any way to participate in the National Flood Insurance Program, but we choose to do that. And so that is one of the benefits of, uh, of living in Roseville, is you get a reduction in your flood insurance premiums for those folks that do pay flood insurance. So that's an example. That's a program that, that general fund discretionary funds pays for. Another example is uh, our adult crossing guards. We have adult crossing guards located at busy intersections to help school children cross those locations. Uh, that is not a requirement, uh, but it is something that the city chooses to do uh, for quality of life reasons here in Roseville. We have some staff that their job is keeping traffic moving. And what I mean by that is operating our intelligent transportation system. And uh, just to boil that down in plain English, timing of our traffic signals to keep traffic moving. We have a sophisticated software program that we use, and we're constantly monitoring traffic volumes, which are always changing, morning, noon, and night, and also from year to year. And so it is a constant uh, job to keep our signals timed, to keep traffic moving as efficiently as possible, to keep delay as low as possible. And so that is another function, another service that we provide the community using the general fund discretionary dollars. 
Well, I know the Community Priorities Advisory Committee is going to be taking a look at different options for prioritizing and for cuts as they hear from every department. What are some of the options that are going to be presented by Public Works for the committee and the community as well to consider? And can you describe some of those impacts? Some of the things that I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, like participation in the National Flood Insurance Program. Uh, that it will be one of the options that we present to the CPAC. It's not anything that we're recommending, and we're not going to be prioritizing these options. That's the job of the CPAC. Uh, but it's our job to bring options to the CPAC for their consideration and then answer any questions the CPAC has as far as what the ramifications would be. So, for example, if the city chooses to no longer participate in the National Flood Insurance Program, what would that mean to the community? Well, our response to the CPAC is... It would mean that people that pay flood insurance would have the, their flood insurance premiums would almost double. That's that would be the ramification of that. Uh, some of the general fund discretionary dollars goes towards uh, roadway resurfacing. Our street crews do uh, a lot of prep work before we have a private contractor come in and do the roadway resurfacing. Uh, we could no longer do that function. We would have to include that work as part of the contract that the contractor does. So some of the money that we pay the contractor would go for the prep work, and so there would be less money for the actual resurfacing, which translates to less square footage of roads being resurfaced. We wouldn't be able to resurface as many streets every year if we did that. And we have found that it's more cost-effective for city crews to perform that prep work rather than having a contractor do it. Another option would be uh, the adult crossing guard program that I mentioned earlier. There's no obligation for the city to provide adult crossing guards, and so we would put that on the list as an option for the CPAC's consideration. And the ramification there, of course, is there wouldn't be any crossing guards when school children come up to a, a busy traffic signal controlled intersection. They would have to just know to rely on the pedestrian signals to cross and not have anyone there accompanying them with a, a stop paddle walking them across the street. Uh, another thing that we'll have on the list is potential staffing reductions uh, via attrition, not layoffs, but attrition over time when people retire or leave city employment for whatever reason. And that would be in the capital projects section and then the traffic operations section. So uh, if the CPAC were to ask us, you know, what impact would that have or what would be the ramification there? It would take longer for us to respond to requests from the community. You know, we get a lot of requests from the community for installation of stop signs and new traffic signals and crosswalks and on-street parking changes and so forth. And so these requests from the community, instead of it taking two to three months to turn around, uh, it could take anywhere from six months to a year to turn around. So there would be a reduction in service levels to the public. And also, some of the roadway projects I mentioned earlier, we simply would not be able to construct roadway improvement projects as we do now. It would take longer, it would take more years to bring those projects to fruition. So if the community is comfortable with that, then that's, again, that's their choice. So those are some of the options that the Community Priority Advisory Committee is going to be considering and that the city will be asking for the public input on as well. Uh, yeah, I agree, Megan. Uh, it will be up to the CPAC to decide uh, representing the community. And then uh, the community also has input on this process, which I think is wonderful. I think the community really needs to chime in on this. And we're interested to find out what is more important to the community. Everything that we do in public works is important. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. Uh, but it's a matter of uh, relative importance 
between the functions that we provide. All tough choices. Thank you, Ron. We've been talking to Ron Herndon, Roseville's Public Works Director. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and listen to our future episodes. There are several other ways to connect to your city. We have multiple accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Nextdoor. We also have free electronic newsletters on different topics, including job openings, public safety news, city events, and more. Go to roseville.ca.us connect to sign up. To get more information on the Engage Roseville effort, including broadcasts of meetings and white papers, go to roseville.ca.us slash engageroseville. Again, I'm Megan McPherson, and thanks for listening.